Welcome to the Savvy Shopkeeper Retail Podcast. I'm your host, Kathy Cruz. So if I sound like I'm laughing, I am. <laughs> I'm happy to share that this is the last episode of this current Shopkeeper Story series. Um, this time we brought in lab members. And if you listened to the previous three episodes, you heard me interview um, several other Shopkeeper lab members. And today I have Lisa Brydenbaker of Brydenbaker Design. Is it design or designs? Designs. Designs. Limited, yeah, LTD. Oh, see, I'm already messing it up. Bride and Baker <laughs> Designs Limited. <laughs> yeah. So Legally. Lisa, what was that? Legally, it's that. That's Legally, what it is. got it. So I like to start these episodes just by asking like who you are and what is Bride and Baker Designs? I'm Lisa Bride and Baker. Bride and Baker Designs is a sustainable home goods, art and accessories um, store online on Etsy. Um, pattern by Etsy wholesale and I do markets and um, it's a creative outlet for me it's a way for me to stay home with my son and be a stay-at-home mom as well as really do something I'm passionate about and and work for myself so I get to incorporate my husband into it he does a lot of the stuff like the building of displays and anything I have to be drilled or nailed or cut or measured he'll do everything that I asked him to do so he's part of the partnership that we have I love it so it's a it's definitely a family team event sure yeah everything's done here at home in our home studio or our garage and then we just recently started to lease a space to move everything into so that I can have a little bit more time away from home to get stuff done yeah, it makes sense. And when you say sustainable goods, I don't know if I've ever heard you explain it or describe it that way, but yeah, that's completely fitting. But why don't you tell everyone that's listening all of the different products that you make? I know what you make, but why don't you tell everyone listening what you make? Uh, it's a nice eclectic mix. I started with clamshells. So I do create art on clamshells, clamshells that people don't want, clamshells we pick up on our family vacation and use them for jewelry dishes, beads, different little tiny uh, paper clips, things that you need storage on. So I create really uh, my art on those and that's what started it. And then I also use that art on paper and recycle the paper that I don't use or the scraps from the paper making notebooks. And then I use fabrics. So anything that has my artwork on it, I try to use in different ways. So baskets, zipper pouches, bags, jewelry, anything that you would see at a home store or like the accessory section of a, a boutique little cute stuff that's the kind of things that I make and I love that you use the word eclectic it is very eclectic but it all it all works and normally if I see something pop up in my feed I know right away that it's yours even though there's such a big mix yeah so you mentioned the clamshells and I actually have one of them and it's funny that you said that you gifted one to me and I do, I hold all of my paper clips in it. It's perfect yeah. for a little paper clip holder on my desk. Right. And then of course I, I've ordered and reordered your notebooks. It's a classic mm -hmm. gift that I give to the master shopkeepers members 
or I've given them to gifts for all of the experts or the people that come in and teach in our community because I'm always so grateful to them. So it's just like the perfect little size notebook. It's beautiful. And every time I ask you, can you brand it like to my colors and can you put my logo on it? You're always really accommodating. But before we get into like products and, and shop your shops and where people can shop with you, I want to go back a little bit and just kind of sure. ask you about your story. I don't, it, this is another situation where I said this before we started recording that I okay. feel like I know everyone well that I'm interviewing, but I don't know all of the particulars of your journey. And I love that you, you've always been firm about wanting to be home with your adorable son, Chase, <laughs> who I adore. He comes to the store and he's the cutest thing. I post pictures yeah. of him, Thanks. but tell me how it all started. Um, well, I actually was always working, working in restaurants and just working, but I loved creating on the side. So I would come home and spend nights on the floor, just making stuff, random stuff, didn't have an idea about art or, you know, logistics for a business. I didn't even think I could make a business out of it. And then I went to school and decided I was going to not work in the restaurants anymore as an adult. And I, I believe 28 went to get my law enforcement degree. I've always been interested in law enforcement, mostly investigative work, you know, behind the scenes, putting the puzzle together. Well, while I was at school, some of the classes you have to take was art therapy or art or electives. And I started to take those classes that I just fell in love with, ended up following through with those. And when I graduated with my degree in law enforcement, I actually went for my bachelor's in art and switched gears completely. And while I was there, I ended up just getting a general art degree. So I got to do not just to make money or have a business, but just to do something that I really enjoy and learn about different techniques I've never learned before. So I was able to learn from the best teachers at Baldwin-Wallace and really use those skills to better what I do later on. So I didn't just learn a few things there. I just was able to take those little stepping stones and build my own brand and my own stuff with what I learned from there. And so it kind of snowballed. It's been that way. I mean, I'm still growing and still learning. And every year I do something different because these images pop in my mind and I try to make it happen and make it work and try to use my own aesthetic, which was hard. It took a long time for me to really come up with what I like to do and what I uh, like you said, when you look at my stuff, I want you to see that it's mine, you know, not a copy image of somebody else or everyone that's doing something on Pinterest. I wanted it to just be, oh, that's Lisa's work. So that's really the journey. And what inspires you for all of your designs? Because you have the rope baskets, you have the mm -hmm. clamshells, you have the paper products, you have well, textiles, anything like outdoors, we go to the beach uh, with our in-laws and take family vacations. So we have a lot of outdoors, woodsy, uh, rope, nautical, uh, shells, baskets, wood that's worn out, I, really anything that's outdoors in nature. Also, some of my old artwork comes into this as well, which is very colorful and very abstract. And that has to do with the law enforcement investigative psychology. So I've always had some brain kind of um, psychology 
all over the place going on with me, ADHD type things. And I couldn't really focus and stuff was everywhere. So my abstract work actually started to started to play into my nature. So sometimes a description saying I'm inspired by nature and psychology. Well, that's why it's the colorful, the, the way people move, the way things, birds go fly to the plants and trees. And so it's all one big psychology nature ensemble that's so interesting it's so interesting that you went from law enforcement to art what was the what was the time frame or the what was the timeline like you graduated with your art degree in what year and what year did you start Brydenbaker designs I started making items and selling shelves in 2013 I was in my 30s late 30s maybe middle And I was uh, a volunteer coordinator for the Bria Arts Festival because I wanted to kind of get into art while I was doing the classes and I minored in psychology and I majored in studio art. So I joined the Arts Festival committee and I started to learn about things that events that were going on. And I sold my first shell and a whole bunch of shells that day at an event that they were holding. It was more of a fundraising event. And we... I enjoyed it. And I had met my husband in 2011 at our class reunion. So I was still at BW for that time. And we just didn't know each other in school, started dating, got married in 2014. And he has been my biggest supporter for everything. So, so it went from shells and here I picked this up so you can do your art. And it's just, once you do one show and you sell an item that you made and people love, you just want to do more. And that's what it was. It was really like, they love this crazy things coming out of my head onto these shelves and they love it. Okay. I kept doing it and it was awesome. And people just made me feel so good. And I just kept wanting to give back. So that's why I do a lot of things that I can give and, and do and help out because it just, it feels good. It's not a nine to five. It feels good. And that shows in everything that you do. And we'll talk about giving back for sure, because I I think of if there's one person and all of the savvy shopkeeper community between both groups and anyone I've ever worked with you for sure, one of the most giving people, but I just want to go back to the timeline a little bit. So it's been eight years since you probably first sold at the Bria. When when Lisa refers to the Bria arts festival, you said it was, that's in Ohio. We're both obviously in Northeast Ohio. So Lisa does shop in my store. That's, you know, how I know Lisa more, probably more so than other group members. But when you think about the eight years, like, are you happy with the journey? Are you happy where, where you are now? Does it surprise you maybe that you're moving into a studio space? I didn't even think about the time being eight years because I just feel like I'm still growing. So I'm perfectly thrilled with where I am right now. And this year, especially, I feel like I've really honed in on doing the art and mixing it into home goods and accessories. So doing my florals and carving stamps and actually starting from a thought in my head to making it come alive. And I, I feel like this is the first year that I really felt like I can incorporate my art with my items instead of just making something. It makes sense. And when did you shift or when did you start selling wholesale? Because we've talked about that in a couple of these interviews. This beginning of this year. You didn't do it in 2020, that during the pandemic. I started doing it in January. Oh, wow. Okay. I believe, I believe uh, officially joined two wholesale groups 
but I, I believe I really think that it was in January okay. of this year. Uh, the question I always ask the people that make their own products and sell them, like how yeah. are you able to determine that you could wholesale and it would be sustainable in terms of you know, profit or being able to pay yourself or that it would be worth your time to sell wholesale because most, you know, most of the makers you're selling wholesale at half the price. So just wondering, like, how did you determine you could do that? Well, with the pandemic markets were, were done. There were no markets and I was making masks. And so I was like one of those first people that jumped into making masks and donating masks and helping. And then I realized I could do my own printing, my own stamping on the fabric and screen print from home. And so really it was low cost and I wanted people to enjoy their masks. And so I think the idea came from that, but I know that I started to do the masks and then that led into cost for what I can make at low cost and still be in my hands and not, not go to a printer and still do stuff at home. I still want it to feel homemade, but not look cheap. Mm-hmm. So I was able to still do it and, and calculate that a lot of the things that I can make are still on the low end because it's not just about the business for me. And I know a, a lot of people have a different story. It was for me to work and stay home and what I was making in a restaurant and what I was making anywhere else. It's no different than what I can do wholesale. I mean, it balances price wise out and I still get to do what I love and I still get to give people things that they enjoy. And that's, that's what it means to me really. And what we're, I love that by the way, of course, (laughs) Where are you selling in stores now? Are you set up in stores where you're delivering and dropping off and selling? Or are you shipping uh, now yes. on Tundra and what else? Yeah, Abound. Okay. So, abound.com, yeah. So I was doing boutiques, different consignment shops before COVID. And a lot of those, all of them actually closed down for COVID and some of them did not open back up. So I was having a hard time with that part because that was a half of what I was doing and what I was making because online really is a, a place for people in person at markets and stuff to go to, to find me, to look at stuff. But most of what I sold was in markets and on in boutiques, consignment shops. And then last year just changed everything. So I had to switch gears and think about what other markets, how else can I do this? What can I do? And so I added different products. I added the baskets. I added things that I used at home that I thought maybe other people would enjoy. So I was making those. And then that led to the wholesale. So I'm able to still make stuff at home, still have my hands in everything and still have it be low cost. I'm sure you know, some people wouldn't be happy with that kind of cost. They want to pay themselves a lot more. For me, it works because I still get to stay home with my son and not worry about a third party bringing in goods. Yeah. And I try to say this all the time. I, I said this on a podcast episode that just got published, the one about human resources and the roadmap to human resources. If you want to hire, I made sure to preface it at the beginning, like, listen, you do you, you do what makes you happy. You do 
what works for your family, for your situation. And every, right. that's the one thing I've learned for sure is every shopkeeper is different, but the one recurring thing that keeps coming up in all four of these shopkeeper stories, interviews with the lab members is how COVID and the pandemic and the situation with retail store owners or the situation with retail overall, really, I, I want to say, I was going to say affected your businesses, but it's, mm. it almost created different parts of your businesses. I feel like we're all four of you. So I'm curious yeah. to see what you think when you hear the other three episodes with Brittany, Rachel, and Katesy. But for all, it was the same, like all three of them, the pandemic made them pivot. Yeah. All yeah. four of you did. And we're made to make stuff. <laughs> it's in me. I cannot imagine not. So it wasn't an option to just stop and close down Bright and Baker Designs. It was an option to just move on and see what else I could do. What, what is going to work? What isn't going to work? And just keep going. I am blessed because I have a husband who works full time. And so I, I have this opportunity to do this. I'm not going to give up. I'm going to keep going. And, and if people stop buying storage baskets, I'll move on and put my art on something else and come up with another fantastic idea. So yeah, it, it changed a lot though. For sure. I do have a boutiques are starting to open and, and invite more artists. I'm seeing more and more vendors needed. So I am in a new boutique that just in Berea that opened up. And that is one of many the wholesale accounts have as well. So Larkin Vine has some of my baskets going to be opened up. And she's a savvy shopkeeper member. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. She's um, opening in a couple of weeks, right? So this isn't if for, for those of you that are listening, because we have people that listen from all over the world, um, another Northeast Ohio connection. It's a, another group member. She'll be opening in, um, was it's July or August? She's opening yeah. soon, another home decor store. So yeah, yeah. It's, I love watching everyone's journey. But the one thing that I want to make sure I mention is if anyone can pivot, it's an artist. It's a creative, yeah. <laughs> right? Like, yeah, we will figure yeah, it yeah. out. We'll, yeah, we'll try something else. Yeah. Your brain doesn't know not to. It's right. just, you know, us artists are all over the place. You gotta, you're gonna keep going and always have a bright idea in the back. Yeah. And you also mentioned ADHD, which is a topic that's been coming up a lot. Uh -huh. in group memberships, you know, just kind of curious, like, are you, if you don't mind sharing, you know, are you diagnosed, maybe not diagnosed, but pretty certain that you have that and how do you um, navigate it? I, I know that I have it. Um, I don't think I was officially diagnosed, but it, I did have problems with a lot of, of that focus and a lot of things going on. And so I did end up with medication for, with, on Zoloft and it was night and day for me. And not everybody has that. Not everybody, that's not the one for them. But for me, right, I think before COVID, I started it and I wish somebody would have sent me off to the doctor to get help when I was younger because it probably would have made a lot of things make sense. So ever since that happened, my focus has been the business and I've noticed the change from the time that I was on medication that can really even things out to the time that I was able to brand, to build my brand, marketing, come up with an idea, really 
educate myself, investigate, invest in time. It was because of that medicine. It was, there's no doubt in my mind. The minute that I was able to fix that part, I was able to really build up my brand and come up with more ideas and actually get them out there and follow through with them. Which you like set up my segue really nicely because you were talking about your brand and your marketing, which is the other thing that I want to talk about because I think you do such a nice job on social media. And I don't think I've ever told you this, but I notice it all the time. You're one of the brands or one of the, the shopkeepers or one of the small businesses that takes time to comment on other store owners' accounts. You comment, you know, on Savvy Shop posts. Yes. You comment on the Salvage Boutique posts yeah. and you are consistent. And I want to make sure that I give you credit for that and that I mention it because I see it all the time. And I would imagine that that probably accounts for some of your business or maybe an increase in business because you're always out there. So other than, other than that, or if you want to share a little bit more about why you do that or how you do that, what other ways other than being on the wholesale platforms do you do to market your business? Well, I would say that wholesale platforms is a nice side thing that I do, but I really like being out in boutiques and market and online. And I do think that commenting and not just fake comments, like truly like the post that you're commenting on. You don't have to comment on everyone's every time, every day, but there are so many out there that I've scrolled past and I'm like, wait, I got to go back because they need to know that I saw this and I like it. Whether it's a cheesy comment or just a heart, I mean, it's got to be something. And I hope that it accounts because I know I look at comments on people's. So I like to like look in there and sneak in and and read some comments just because sometimes they're really funny and I'll see somebody I like, and then I'll click on theirs. And then I'll see that I really like their Instagram. And then I learn something new from there. So I follow them and I'm hoping it reciprocates and they follow me. And that's the way to do it. You just, you learn, you meet people. It's like a secret society of networking. You know, if you don't utilize it, you're not going to have people come into your store or to your website. Yeah. I think there's so much power in commenting on other, other people's posts, especially if you're a local business too. I think some of us underestimate the power of doing it. Mm -hmm. And I can't agree with you more. Yes. Genuine, real, sincere. Yeah. Obviously not the spammy comments and not trying to sell or not trying to comment to push, you know, a customer from one store to another. That's not what I mean. It's just like a genuine, like you like something, you love something. And I for sure try to do that. I think I follow so many of you in both groups and I I like to do that too. And and no reason other than I want to be your cheerleader. Right. And that feels feels really good. And because I know, you know, of course that, that helps, that helps me too, because especially in the case of Instagram, you know, Instagram wants to nurture community and connection. Right. Is there anything else you do to market your business? So when I do see somebody I come across all the time, especially if they're local and doing market, you meet those same people at market. So you really get a sense of your community and then they feel like you're a part of it as well. If you're not interested or following up with some people that are local to you, you're just alone. You just, you know, you're just relying on yourself to bring people in. But when you have a whole community, I know a huge amount of people in the local area that I send people I know to, oh, you'll love this or you'll love that. They do this. And that's the community. That's where the community comes. You have to interact with the people 
in your local area. And Instagram really allows you to do that. Even Facebook still, you know, I have them tied together. So when I'm posting on one, it goes to the other. But I also know that Facebook allows you, you know, to do ads. And if you don't do them for a long time, they send you credits to do more ads. So I utilize those. And a lot of people brush them to the side. No way. I use them. You have to use them. Free money, free ads. Put your ads out there, you know, boost your posts. So I do that a lot. So you'll see them on there sponsored. It's because they give me like free money for that. Oh, that's so smart. No, I don't think anyone has ever said that. People... I'm going, to, I'm going to use the words my sister uses, poo-poo. People poo-poo. <laughs> uh, boosting posts. I don't. I wrote a whole no. blog post on it. I don't, I don't, I don't think boosting is appropriate for every situation or right. every person's marketing needs. But mm-hmm. for sure, there is a time and space and a way that you can do it effectively by boosting your post. But that yeah. would go into like a whole nother episode. So let's be careful there because <laughs> well, if, if you don't know, Facebook boosts it on whatever you're doing. It also is on Instagram automatically. So you're really advertising on both platforms regardless, you know, so it's worth it. Even that little extra amount of people. Yeah. So, Who doesn't that's love free money? Right. And why would you not utilize that every single time? So I love that you talked about community because you've been part of the shopkeepers lab, which was savvy shopkeepers to begin with. Um, you've been part of this whole journey. I feel like with me from early on, or maybe even yeah. from the beginning. And yeah. I've talked about you in other episodes. I've linked you. I've shared, you know, <laughs> your website. I've mentioned you. I've shown gratitude, but I still sometimes feel like it's not enough. But Please. if you've heard me talk about Lisa, it's because she, the second I announced that I was going to create the Savvy Support Fund, and it was a fund to help shopkeepers get tickets to educational events or just support them in general. We gave away eight um, scholarships last year during, as soon as the pandemic hit to help retail store owners pay their utilities. But Lisa's always the one that stands up and says, what do you need? How can I help you? Or I'm going to sell at this market event and I'm giving 10% or whatever it is that you decide to the fund. And then she shows up at my store with an envelope of cash. <laughs> it looks suspicious. <laughs> I know. <laughs> but you've done that on several occasions and every, every Christmas holiday season, you do the same thing. And I just want to make sure that I mention that it's you that does that. And I'm so grateful for it. We've been able to gift people with opportunities. You know, the one opportunity or two opportunities that we just gave away now were a full scholarship to, um, to the retreat and then a ticket scholarship. And I genuinely pulled names out of hats for people that applied. And um, I was ecstatic, ecstatic that Lisa won a ticket to attend the retreat. It's, you know, just like you said, like reciprocate or get, get back what you give all that. I was so thrilled. Oh my gosh. (laughs) I was so, I was, I was so happy. I couldn't wait to tell my husband because it was one of those things that we had to choose what we can manage and um, with my son. And I just was really nervous about it. And then to, when I, that happened, I was so happy. I was so excited. I made it work. I immediately got my reservation. Good. Well, I was ecstatic that you won and I'm so glad you'll be there. I mean, you're just to do something like that. You're just so amazing to have the support fund. That's why I give to it because you use it for people like me, you know, Mm. running little businesses and trying to educate and trying to learn. And I love it. Well, thank you. 
I think, you know, I love you too. And, you know, I, I just adore everything that you do. So being in, in, you know, the shopkeepers lab, as long as you have, is there anything from being in the group or having access to the Academy that's helped you, your business, or what is it that you appreciate about being a member just in general? I really learn so many things because you're, it's a community where you're not afraid to ask a question and it's not ever negative. It's always positive. And there's so many groups I've been in, and this is the one that I constantly look at, check, make sure I'm on board with what's going on. You want to meet everyone that's in the group. It's one of those groups you just learn so much because everyone has it. Like we talked about a different journey. They have a different type of store. Some are makers like me and you need to know where to buy the cheapest boxes. You just ask the question. Like there's just not one thing. It's so many things that I've learned from this group. Yeah, I agree. Like sometimes it's like, just like that. Some, you know, it could be a a simple question like that or a simple question about shipping or, you know, the the logistics, but then sometimes it's like mindset or how you, how do you handle this customer or this situation? And then the hiring or hiring, I mean, everything, such a wide range, Mm -hmm. A to Z for sure. It's, it's respectful, it's kind, but at the same time, if you, you know, if somebody has to give a little tough love or give you a different perspective, you can get that too. And I appreciate criticism for sure. And that's good. You need that. Yeah. We all need that. Right. Like today I posted in the, we posted in the group and it was a Friday post. Today is Thursday. Somebody, <laughs> somebody has to call oh, me someone out, call you out on it. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't see it yet. <laughs> Oh, but I, it's good. I'm okay with that. We made a mistake. And then I even told my virtual assistant, Jacelyn, I was like, leave it up. You know what? We're human. The stuff like that happens. It's okay. And we all laughed about it. So it was good. (laughs) Well, how can everyone connect with you? How can they find you? How can they buy from you? Let's do website first. What's your website link? It's brideandbakerdesigns.com. And I'm going to, I'm going to spell that just to make sure B-R-I-D-E-N-B-A-K-E-R, brideandbakerdesigns.com. And then what's the best place on social media to find you? I'm on Instagram and Facebook at brideandbakerdesigns. Okay. And then where can people find you on the wholesale platforms? On Tundra, Bride and Baker Designs. So it's tundra.com slash shop slash Bride and Baker Designs, I believe. And abound is helloabound.com slash, I'm not sure if it's shop. I'd have to look that up. That's okay. Brian Baker Designs Limited, LTD. Okay. But we can, do, we all of us, like the, the retailers that buy on there can do a search and we'll find you. One thing we didn't talk about was Etsy. Do you still sell on Etsy too? Yeah. So my website is actually through Etsy. I'm one of those old souls that still have an Etsy and do my own website off of Etsy. So I don't know how many people still do that, but for me, <laughs> it works. I like the best bang for my buck. I pay for pattern, which is my own site. The purchases go through Etsy, but people can also find me on Etsy. So I've got two. I can drive people to my site. Etsy drives people to Etsy site and they're both actually merged. So same items. I can do different items as well on one. Okay. So you're moving into a studio space. You're getting ready yes. to do a big market event this weekend, which we talked yeah, about and in two we weeks recording. Too. Yeah. There's a lot going on for you right now, yes. but what do you envision for Bride and Baker Designs? Like once you move to the studio, what's your plan? Like what's your three-year goal or what's your three-year vision for the business? 
it is to continue to work from home, but to be in at least 10 or more stores, 10 or more shops. And I, I enjoy consignment. Not many people would take that route for me making from home, sending to consignment shops and getting your monthly checks is it. I love it. I like wholesale too. You're more on a deadline with wholesale where consignment allows you to just kind of restock, see what people like. They're your voice. That store is your voice and they talk to you and they communicate. Wholesale is a little different. Um, You're not as interactive with those stores. However, I would really like to be in more stores, have more items in more stores. Yeah. Okay. And I think that's a testament to your ability to connect with people and the relationships. Like you genuinely appreciate relationships. So what I really love about this episode is you've given a really different perspective because we talked a lot, I feel, about wholesale with some of the other lab members that I interviewed. Mm -hmm. And you're giving a completely different perspective, like even about all of it. Like, listen, you can boost ads. It's okay. Or (laughs) you can consign. Consigning isn't the end of the world. You know, you love it. it You appreciate it. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's been great. Well, why strap one, like do one thing? You don't need to just do one. For me, it's not about just the making money. It's about those connections and having me out there in all different aspects. That's what it is, you know, good or bad. I hope people like my stuff, but that's what it is. It's just, I want to, I want people in all different forms to have access because shop owners don't always shop on Etsy and find my stuff. They want to know what can I buy wholesale? How do I get it? So you need to reach that market. Consignment shops, they only want vendors in there that are willing to have your stuff in there for a percentage. Well, now I've got these markets, those people that go shop those stores and, and my own Etsy and, and stuff. You follow those people on Pinterest, you know, you just tag, 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 get everybody interested. You're like, everyone come into my world. You're all welcome. Yeah, everyone's <laughs> welcome. I just love talking, obviously. <laughs> well, that's a great way to end it. I appreciate you. I say it all the time. I don't know if there are two You're people so nice. who have sent more thank you notes to each other. <laughs> I know. I have them all. <laughs> I, I hang them up. Mm-hmm. I have them all too. I adore you. I appreciate you. Thank you for coming on here and sharing your story and talking. Well, thanks for having me. Yeah. I hope you have a great day and have a great, great market. I will see you on Saturday. Yes. I can't wait. Thank you so much.